Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden. Well, hey there, and welcome back to SBM Studios Podcast. We're tickled to have you back for our fifth episode. And I tell you, we've had a great time with these. Uh, We've been blessed to have a good list of guests so far. And I tell you what, uh, these last few weeks I've been extremely blessed. I've got several of my friends in the Southern Gospel music industry, and y'all who know me know how much I love Southern Gospel music. It is my heart, it is my soul. And I've got several friends that's going to be joining us over the next several episodes. But uh, I am most tickled, I believe, about our guest today, one of my best friends in the Southern Gospel music industry. He's a fan favorite uh, wherever he goes, whether it's doing his interviews and his shenanigans before the National Quartet convention show every night, or whether it's warming the crowds and entertaining the crowds with his humor and his wit in churches, Mr. Josh Singletary of the Tribute Quartet. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Scott. I, too, am tickled. Man, I tell you what, I've been looking forward to this for several days and just tickled to death to have you on. Oh, it really... man, you, man, you, man, you got to find something to do. This COVID bank, uh, vacation has been too good to you if you've been looking forward to this for the last couple of days. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, uh, you entertain yourself any way that you can. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> and it sounds like I'm giving you a little bit of a reprieve from uh, some manual labor anyway. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. While you are entertaining yourself, I'm over here packing up my house. My wife and I um, have bought a home on the uh, other side of Nashville. So we'll be uh, just got the household, praise the Lord, in less than a day at that, less than a day. I'm telling you, it's it's a it's a seller's market right now in Nashville. So we've been. We've been busy packing up a pod. I don't know if they're on the product placement list, but um, but that's what they're called. They're called pods. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we need to get a, a sponsorship from there, you think? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> i tell you what, y'all make it through this move and you'll have uh, conquered a beast, that's for sure. So, uh, well, that's the truth. So I'll give you just a few minutes of reprieve from that, but uh, I am glad you're sitting along with me. Uh, We're going to do a little interview with Josh today, and I've got a few questions to ask him, uh, some of the same old, same old that you might hear uh, in uh, other interviews with Josh, but I hope I take this in a few different directions that may be unique, so uh, looking forward to that, and uh, I thought Josh would first take a little step through your history in Southern Gospel music. I believe, what were you, about 18 uh, years old? You went with the Wilburns in 2001, is that about right? I was actually 19. Okay. okay. Um, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. 2001, I was 19 years old. Yeah. Sure was. And uh, so you went with the Wilburns as the pianist, correct? I did. As a matter of fact, it was, it was uh, March, March of 2000, uh, 2001. So next year, I will have been doing this for 20 years, if you can imagine that. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's odd. It's really odd to say that. <laughs> I'm still I tell people all the time I'm still waiting on my three month trial period with the Wilburns to come to an end and me find out whether I got the job or not. You yeah. <laughs> Your probationary period has been uh, lengthy, huh? 
Yeah, this is the longest probation period I think I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, not that I've ever been on probation. <laughs> you know? So with this, were you uh, as a young man? Is that something that you were looking to do to get into Southern gospel music, or to maybe tell us how you got that position with the Wilburns? Well, well, to kind of condense it, um, it, it was I didn't even know the genre existed until I was like sixteen years old. Okay. I mean, I had seen the Kingsmen. I, I, I'm not live. I'd seen them on a, uh, uh, on a film, or not a film, but a video. Uh, I've I'd heard of Gold City. I, you know, here and there, heard of you know other singers, Squire Parsons. You know, he came to the church. You know, you you, you heard, but where yeah. I was from, not a lot of gospel music came through. Gotcha. And so um, once I discovered the genre, and of course I never had a favorite genre. Most kids have a favorite genre of music, a favorite artist, or something, favorite songs. I didn't. My uh, my parents, <laughs> my parents listened to ninety six point nine, ninety six point nine Cool FM hits of the fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. Awesome. But when <laughs> I was growing up, and that's all we listened to. Yeah. And then when I discovered gospel music, it really, it burned a hole right through me, and I, I, I couldn't shake it. So from the time I was 16 until I got the job with the Wilburns, uh, well, not until, but, you know, the, by the time I was 16 on, you know, I knew this is what I wanted to do. Awesome. So I had a, I had met Gary Casto, um, our lead singer, manager, and owner of Troop Quartet. Um, I met him uh at the, the North Florida has what's called the Swanee River Jubilee mm-hmm. at every year. I think. Yeah. So Dixie Echoes put it on. And um, the Wilburns were there that night, and Gary Castor was with them at the time. This was 2000. And uh, a gentleman down the street said, you want to go with us? We're going to go to this thing. You can sleep in our RV. And I said, sure, sure. They got a, they got a talent show you can play at. This is a friend of the family who lived down the road from my mom and dad. And I said, sure, let's, let's go. They have a little talent thing. You know, get them play something. Okay, I will. Well, I did. Then he wanted me to play it that night, and uh, that's when Gary Casto walked up to me and said, um, "Would you like? Is this something that you want to do? Is this something that you're looking to do?" I said, "Sure." He said, "Well, if I can get your number, a lot of people contact me for." And I said, "Sure." You know, I gave him my number. I gave my number to a lot of different groups at that point, and uh, to no avail. And so I said, "Sure." Sure enough. Uh, about, oh, I don't know, two, three months. I think it was November of 2000. They called. And, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, it was March of 2001. Uh, beginning of March 2001, they called me, said they were losing their, uh, the Wilburns called me, said that they were losing their piano player and asked me if I wanted to audition. I auditioned, auditioned the next week. Two weeks later, I was in Nashville. That's awesome. Gone. Yeah, and, and, and what a great group to go with, to, to cut your teeth with, with uh, Mr. Jackie oh, and Miss Elaine. Yeah, great people. Absolutely. Great family. And then that uh, partnership or, or that union with uh, Gary uh, ended up when Jackie and Elaine retired about, what, 2005. Then you and Gary yeah. uh, were, you first formed, I know, the Monument Quartet, and that was about a year, but which that basically, three of you guys ended up turning into the Tribute Quartet, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, so now in tribute this year, this see, this Christmas Eve 
will be is it 14? Yeah. Yeah, 14 years old. Yeah. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Man. And uh, I know tri- Tribute caught the industry pretty well by storm. I know you've got, the, I think, the Horizon or Breakthrough Group somewhere around 2008, yeah, something did. like that. And, yeah. and and you've really risen to being one of the premier quartets in Southern gospel music, and that's that's been a blessing. I, I came to know you somewhere around, I think, 2011, maybe 2010. Time flies, yeah, but I know I met yeah. you, uh, I met you at... National Quartet Convention through yeah. our through our mutual friend Jason Baines who used to travel oh, and Jason. oh Jason yeah and oh, uh, Jason. he introduced me to you and uh, to Garrett uh, not to Garrett yeah. to Gary uh, I knew Garrett that's my son but anyway uh, he uh, he introduced me to you and Gary and uh, then we were able to have you guys down at Kennedy where I was uh, doing an associate pastorate and uh, yeah it's been fun watching over these last several years I mean. You guys had, uh, you already had a good following and, and, a, and a great name in the industry, but I, really, these last several years, I think the Lord has poured out blessings on you guys. Uh, you really have uh, gotten a lot of accolades, and I believe this year, are, you guys are nominated in the top five for traditional Southern Gospel quartets, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we sure are. That's fantastic. And uh, I know it takes a lot of hard work, things that people do not see. Uh, They see the stage, they see the CDs on the shelf, but there's a lot that goes on with uh, what you guys do that's not in front of public view, right? Absolutely. They don't have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a blessed clue. (laughs) So that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm tickled for you guys. And thinking about you personally, and, uh, you know, I, I said you were a fan favorite you bring a lot to the table i know uh, with tribute you still play uh, the keyboard you play piano on, on several uh, different numbers and and you, you do play instrumentals but uh, you are the baritone singer for the group yes. and uh resident uh, maybe comic relief maybe so to speak uh <laughs> you know i know gary always introduces you as the poster child for riddlin and uh, yes. that always tickles me but you know you you are a fan favorite and uh everything from your singing style to your playing style to to your comedy so i was going to ask you and this is a three-part kind of question i think we can condense it but just uh, piano style uh, your vocal style, and then your 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 comedy on stage style. Could you talk a little bit about influences on you on those? Uh, how who who may have influenced your singing style, your playing style, and, and the comedy you use? I was. It's all kind of. It, it, it's all. Yeah. It's that's that's a loaded question, and I'll try to unpack some of those uh, briefly. Sure. Um, as far as my my piano is concerned. Um, Again, one of the first groups I ever saw in a video was the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was live at Grand Ole Opry Stand Up, live at oh, Grand yeah. Ole Opry. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Video. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Anthony Berger was playing with them at the time. And there was there was an element of of the comedy there uh, that they, of course, it was the Kingsman. And they were kind of known for that. Um, it's funny. It's funny. A lot of people, you know, they'll come up to me after a concert and they'll go, you know, you really should be a comedian. You could be a stand-up comedian if you want to. And and I, though I, I understand the sentiment of what they're saying, I I, I get it. I, it's it's a compliment what they're saying. But then I <laughs> I jokingly look at them and go, "Well, did you not? 
did you enjoy what we did tonight? And they always say, well, yeah. And then my answer to that is, well, why don't I just do what I did? There you go. And they're like, oh, well, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see me. Yeah, you know, good answer. I mean, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not necessarily that I set out to be a funny, you know, piano player. I just know there's an element of, if you can, if I have learned, Victor Borga was one of my influences. Okay. Um, who was a, a classical pianist, but also a well known comedian with what he did mm -hmm. and he he uh did a really good job at marrying the two together matter of fact he had his own show back in the uh back in the 50s and um and 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 he had a saying that said the shortest distance between two people is a smile oh, yeah and i've always believed that we have a message to give all right we have we have what I believe is the most important message in the world, um, and I need you to hear it. Yes. You, you need you to hear it. Yes. You you want to hear what I have to say, and uh, whether you accept it or not, trust me, you want to hear what I have to say. And so I, I've always used the element of humor to at least break the barrier. Uh, that sometimes can be there if if someone just starts dumping the message on somebody right off the bat. I mean, you've got to you've got to get into their heads. You got to get into people's heads, not in a not in a mind control kind of way, but in a listen to me. This is important. I need you to listen to me. I need you to look at me, and I need you to hear the words coming out of my mouth. Yes. And so. Um, with all of those influences, you know, I really tried to hone in the craft of the communication aspect of it because more than just being funny, it's more to me, it's more about communicating what I'm, I'm trying to communicate to you. So all of that to say this, my influences were, were, um, Anthony Berger, Victor Borga, uh, Roger Bennett. They were all big influences, uh, back when I was a teenager, um, as far as and and as far as the the comedy is concerned, um, uh, you know Victor Borga, Red Skelton was another one. Oh yes. he had a he had a he had a real solid way of making you feel like he was you're you're his friend and you're just sitting there talking and he's just being funny, and I and and everything he said was clean. Everything he did was was well crafted. Yes. Um, just a brilliant comedian. And so I, I, I used to watch a lot. I still do. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of that and, and I would learn and I would study how he would communicate with an audience. And so I implemented a lot of that. I implement a lot of that today into what I do. Um, uh, as far as the singing is concerned, I've always sang but I never really was a fan of any particular person until I heard Harry Connick Jr. in the early 2000s, who was also coincidentally a piano player. Yes. And um, jazz was never my thing. It never was. It, it is now. But it was never my thing because I was classically trained. I was a classically trained 
person, uh, uh, musician, mm-hmm. pianist. Mm-hmm. And the whole, and as a classically trained pianist, it's it's pretty much other than other than in, interpreting um, dynamics within a song, it's pretty black and white. Yes. You play what the composer wrote, <laughs> right? And that's what it is. So when it came to jazz, which is it's improvisation, they're kind of they're kind of making up their own little melodies in front of the chord changes of the mm-hmm. song, which I didn't understand. That did, that didn't make any sense to me. That was that was somebody throwing you know buckets of paint on a canvas and trying to make sense of it. And I'm going, what? Well, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't yeah, get it. Right. So it wasn't until the uh, early 2000s when I uh, a friend of mine got me a uh, a Christmas uh, CD by Harry Connick Jr. His mm-hmm. first Christmas CD. And uh, and actually, this is a tip for those who are listening or who, who wanted to kind of learn jazz. If you want, I, I say, I've always told my students, listen to other players. Listen to other musicians. How did they get from point A to point B? You get to, from point A to point B a specific way. How did they do it? And then analyze it and break it apart. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, and one of the easiest ways to do that, especially where jazz is concerned, is through Christmas songs because everybody knows Christmas songs. Not everybody knows Autumn Leaves. Not everyone knows um, Donna Lee, right? And not everybody knows those jazz standards, but they do know Christmas songs. Yeah. And it was through those Christmas songs on that CD that it, 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 you know, I started analyzing, okay, I'm going, this is how I, how is he doing it? And I'm like, oh, oh, that's a melody. Oh, that's still the same chord progressions that the song is. Okay. Okay. And then it really started understanding, mm-hmm. understanding that. And then also vocally, I just was a fan of his style of, of, of singing and as well as uh, Sinatra. Yes. And I started discovering Sinatra. Then I started discovering, you know, a lot of those good singers, oh, yeah. you know, from the Great American Songbook um, that that really knew how to interpret a song. Yes. And uh, and that's kind of that was kind of my my study, uh, my self-study on how to really present a song. I got you. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a long way of getting around answering those questions, but that's, that's basically all of it in a nutshell, you know, and and it's always interesting, um, you know, you know, that line of, of what's too much, you know, entertainment, what's too much ministry. You know, and and you really, it is about balance. You know, for me, it's all about communicating. Yes. I'm not up there to try to make you laugh just to try to make you laugh. I'm <laughs> right. up there for you to trust trust what I have to say. It opens a door. It opens a door. It does open a door. I need you to trust me that when I tell you that the Word of God is the infallible Word of God, I mean... The word of God is the infallible word of God. Exactly. And 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 you can't change that, you know. Right. So. Yeah, and and you know, I've heard this for the year through the years. I've heard, you know, a little bit about 
the debate with entertainment versus ministry. And you know, hey, uh, there's a lot of it. You'll get the you'll get the the negative Nellies, the the criticism from the pious, as I would call it, that mm-hmm. oh, you know, you don't need to you don't need to do that in, in, in church. And and then on the other side, I I'll, I'll, I'll say this: I am a little turned off by the overproduced and the planned. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed before. Uh, not so much from the back scenes of the singing stage, but from the, and this sounds bad, but from the, the spoken, the preaching page, mm-hmm. I, I have been exposed to, you know, seeing maybe pastors practice their sermons to the point where at this point I'm going to cry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, where it was so yes. overproduced yeah. and overplanned. And I think on that side, you it's crossing a line, you know, to orchestrate something actually happening. Uh-huh. But, but I'm with you, man. I, I believe that entertainment and ministry should coexist. Uh, you are, you are opening a door. I have witnessed a change to me in the, in the industry, Southern gospel industry, and I pay attention and watch and, used to especially some of your bigger groups you know you come early you get there to the venue you set up your equipment you do your sound check and then several groups would go and disappear on the bus to like two minutes till and then come out and sing one thing and i've noticed that you guys do this tribute does what i'm fixing to say and and several other groups i've noticed there's been kind of a switch to where the groups come and and mingle and 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 mm-hmm. meet the people as they come in, and I learned this early on as a youth minister. And uh, there was a young guy who was a a minister. He was an evangelist, a musician. We had him for a youth rally, and he came in, and they set up, but he didn't even go out. He he stayed in, and as every kid came in, and we had somewhere in the two hundred range that first time, and he went around and he'd sit in the pew you know, and talk to them and uh, find out what they liked and cut up with them. And, and, and the whole thing, you know, it's like he told me, he's like, I'm fixing to deliver a message to these young people that, like you said a while ago, that they need to hear. But mm-hmm. if they don't know me and if they don't feel comfortable with me, then it's going to come across flat. And so that was mm-hmm. his connection. You, on the other hand, with you are. And one thing that I can say, I heard an interview with uh, Michael Booth, who I dearly love. I mean, I love Michael Booth. But, you know, on the stage, he is uh, very comedic, uh, very mm-hmm. improv. He, he's a cut up. Mm-hmm. And, and but he said it now. This is not me saying this. He said it in his interview that that's not him 24 seven. He's kind of introverted. He's a, he's a little bit of a closed book off stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so but he still uses that. I will say this mm-hmm. about you. I've been around you in a lot of different situations, and Josh Singletary is Josh Singletary. Um, <laughs> basically, you're taking your personality that, right? I mean, just like a while ago when you and I were talking before we got on air, you're you, and, and that personality yeah. just follows you to yeah. the stage. I think that's one reason people seem so comfortable with you. I watch you on those interviews at NQC before the show and, and what people, people just want to come to you and talk to you. I think it's because you are so approachable and Hey man, everybody's not approachable. I've been across, I've been among ministers, among artists Mm -hmm. that are not the most approachable people, but you, they know you're genuine and they know that you care about them and you love them. You genuinely love people. And I think that shows and, and that helps you open up that door to share the gospel. Well, I've always, I've always 
believed the thought process. It's a, it's about the people. You know, I, I, I tell my students, um, I've told them this many times, if, if for the only reason and and this is hypothetical hypothetically speaking so anyone's listening don't misunderstand what i'm saying if the if the only reason is or the only reason that you're doing this is for the fact that those people out there help pay your bills okay mm-hmm. if let's just if if yes. that's the reason why you're doing it which is a ridiculous reason because I don't know what money you're expecting. <laughs> I don't know what kind of money you're expecting in gospel music because, honey, it ain't all there. It's those six-figure six figure Southern gospel salaries, right? Oh, oh, don't you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm still looking for the, the – I'm still looking for uh, 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 four, five, and six. I don't know where those, I don't know where those are at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, if the only reason why you're doing what you're doing is because these people help pay your bills, why would you not love on them? Right. Good point. Why Why would you not? How ridiculous is it? It's still about the people. Yes. It's uh, no matter what, why you're in it, it's about the people. And you have to, you have to love on them. You you have to, it's the whole reason why you're doing what you're doing, whether you believe it in your heart or not, is to communicate a message. It's all about communication, all about communication and not being misunderstood. And, and so it, yeah. uh, And Michael Booth is a masterful communicator. He is Uh, one of the best. uh, Another good one is Gerald Wolf. Yes. Fantastic communicator. Yes. And if if you both, if you notice, both of them have a humorous aspect. That's because it's, you know, Jesus, uh, I may get an email for this. I don't believe Jesus walked around solemn and quiet and to himself all the time. He was with 12 other men. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I'm on a bus with six men. It's crazy. Yes. We have a good time. Yes. Because we're men. Not yes. to say the women don't, but we're men and our, our sense of humor, is, it's, it's a locker room up there. We have fun. It's it, 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 There's no way. You can't tell me that all those days that Jesus spent with the disciples, that it was all spent, uh, you know, good day, brother. Good to see you, brother. How are you today? How dost thou, how dost thou fare? Oh yes, through the through the eve. Make uh, sure I, you put on. that. Make sure you put that in King James version. Now I'll get. Uh, yeah, yeah, now yeah, I'll get. Yeah, now I'll get. The, I'll get the email now. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was you know that's the version that Paul preached from. So <laughs> you don't. You don't. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I and, agree. And, yeah, and you know, and I understand, and I think, I think a lot of it comes with misunderstanding. You have the hardest part of what we do, and and one of the one of the biggest things that I I go through in my mind is, you know, there are so many. I was on an airplane not too long ago, and I looked down, and and it was in the night, and you could see, uh, 
you could see, you know, uh, yard lights and street lights. And you have to assume that to each yard light and to each street light, there's probably on average one house, which means probably on average there's, you know, 4.2 human beings, whatever <laughs> right. the, whatever it is. Uh, you know, there are four, three to four human beings living in each house. You know, and then if you if you add in those that you know have six or seven, you know, or one or two, man, I mean, it's just it's there. There are billions of people in the world, which means there are billions of different biological makeups, yes. which means there are billions of different thought processes and theories and teachings and upbringings and and cultures and. Th- it's it's unbelievable how how do you communicate to each person what you what you're trying to communicate it is you, you can't think about it because it's staggering it blows the back of your head off because how do you get into each head right. and then you take into account the spiritual realm who's being influenced by what right you know it, where spiritual warfare is concerned that's right. And 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 so I think there's there's a misconception that if there's any humor brought into what to do it, it's not it has to a I, a I would love to teach a class on it. Let's just say that. I would love to teach a class on it because there's some people I want to go no, just for your sake just don't say anything. <laughs> just go on to the next song. Right. Because there's a way to present it. Yes. And there's a way not to present it. You're not just not just dropping, you know, I was never a fan of the whole, what I call insult comedy, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Because he's an old man. <laughs> I, no, that's not, no, okay, this, that's, that's not funny. That's not conducive. That doesn't move along. That doesn't help propel the goal that we're trying to move along here. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's not, that's, stop. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. And and right. And so then you know you have to kind of then redirect and and, and get creative. Well, how do we how do we have fun, enjoy ourselves? Well, if you you communicate with an audience the way you would communicate to them if they were sitting on your couch. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. Um. And and. And you know, Michael Booth's fantastic at it. I've always, I've always, I've always watched him. I've always admired his way of communicating. I've always admired Gerald Wolf's way of communicating. I've always admired Mark Lowry's way of communicating. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a master. He, they are masterful at it. And when I say they're masterful, that does not need to be misconstrued as they are. Uh, mind controlling oh, they no. are trying to convince me no. uh, I know that there would be somebody out there who would take it that way that's not what I'm saying you know they they are masterful at crafting the topic at hand the topic of wherever they are in the quote-unquote conversation that they're having with the audience on stage they're they're master at crafting it to go exactly where the message needs to go, which is the gospel and Jesus. Period. That's right. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, too, about Jesus and the disciples and, and the humor there. You know, uh, we have in God's Word what we are meant to have. We have the Word that God intended for us to be able to read and have. But there are a whole lot of blank periods and blank moments in there. And uh, can you imagine the conversations around the campfire after the four friends let the paralytic down the roof? It's like, man, did you see that? (laughs) Could you imagine? You know that they weren't looking at each other going, brother, that was, that was, um, uh, that, you know, you know, they weren't sitting there going, uh, you know, Praise God for the whole thing. Though so they did praise God. Yes. Don't don't mis- you know, don't let nobody misconstrue what I'm saying. Right. Praise God. Oh, that we let him through the roof. No. Right, right. right. They were I, I almost didn't make it up the top of that top of that house. Did you see me trip? Yeah, I'm like, trip <laughs> exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah, man. When we put it through, he was just laying there. And Jesus, he just got up. Yeah. That was that was the coolest thing ever. Absolutely. And yeah, you know? Yeah, because we miss at points in time, disciples were human. And there was a very human element to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was God, but he was God in, in flesh. Human. In flesh. Yes. 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 So uh, that's that's fantastic. And uh, thank you for sharing that. It sounds like, yes, you need to teach a class. And secondly, it sounds like you could probably have a pretty good sermon built in there and go into ministry and just go into evangelism with that. That's pretty good. You, you, you started hammering the pulpit there for a minute. I love it. I love, it. I love energy. Oh, my goodness. That's great. And uh, the kind of transitions, and I, and I promised you I wouldn't keep you forever today. So, uh, But a couple of things, you know, I talked about with your connection that you have and, and the way that you do use that element of entertainment to to connect with the people because you genuinely care about the people. As you've said a, a few times today, it is all about the people and people really are drawn to you. It, it amazes me on that. And I keep going back to this, but uh, I've always, I've, even if I have attended, I have purchased the NQC uh, online webcast in the past just to oh, be able yeah. to watch and catch yeah. which I don't think yeah. we're going to do it this year. But um, yeah. you have been able to do these pre-show interviews and yeah. it's not like that you're having to go and like chase somebody down to talk to them. <laughs> they come, hey, Josh, how are you doing? You know, Man. And, and you're and you're so approachable. So all that to say, don't you. You have to experience some really funny times with fans and the people that you come oh, in contact with. Oh man, you, when, especially when I do that NQC thing, I, I I don't have to. People think I'm I'm working really hard. Doing, I'm not doing anything but holding the camera and walking and around. The people, the <laughs> yeah, the people do it for me. Right. They just they 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 will say anything. They will do anything, and they provide the material for me. And it is it, it's so much fun. It's so much fun, and it's so funny. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So what is what some of the, you know, some of the funny, I mean, and don't, I, I don't want you to do anything on here, you know, get you in trouble or anything that ever come across, <laughs> but just some of the funniest things that you come, you know, funny road stories, funny things fans do just, what's, what's some things that come to mind? Just, just that, you know, kind of make you chuckle when you're sitting around thinking about it after the end of the day. Well, the, the, some of the funniest stuff comes from people's assumptions. I bet your wife. I bet you keep your wives in stitches. Oh, I bet it's so much fun. I can't. I love my wife dearly. I, I would never married her if I didn't. 
I love my wife, but I can't make that woman laugh. You have a gun to my head. If I make her laugh, it's like Christmas Day. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, I did it. I did it. I mean, just the assumptions from people really is right. is really funny. Um, some of the things they say. Uh, uh, let's see some of the some of the goofy stuff. Uh, 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 I had a lady one time. Boy, that bus out there, y'all just living it up. <laughs> no. You ought to been on one know? of those. Yeah, you ought to tell her you ought to been on one of those when it caught on fire. Yeah, when it caught on fire. Hello? Uh, yeah, that payment is really living <laughs> it up too. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, 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 we had let's see, we had I had one lady at convention. She dropped her. Uh, uh, she 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 was at Lost and Found. Uh huh. And I approached her uh, on camera, and um, she told me that she had dropped her blouse off of a hanger in the parking lot, and okay. it was there at the yeah. Lost and Found. Of course, you can you can imagine where it all went from there. Um, yeah, crazy stuff that people say. Very um, interesting. Yeah, people to do. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. That was one of the funny moments on there. It's just um, funny to me how the fans will come up to artists. And I was talking with, uh, I can't remember, a triumphant was in the area a couple of weeks ago. And one of them was just talking about how people will come up to the table and just say anything. 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 I've seen I've seen more uh, uh, open heart surgery scars <laughs> oh my than I care to see in my entire life. <laughs> But I tell you, they cut me from here to here. You don't see it? <laughs> Not no, really. Thank you. Oh, oh, how about that? <laughs> see how they got they cut it here and then it just finished here and they sewed it back up. Did they now? Did they now? How about that? And see, oh. y'all y'all open up that door because y'all always when somebody do? you say, "How are you, you doing? Do? How are you doing?" Well, here you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's good I, stuff. Now. You know, talking about funny moments on the road, has there ever been a funnier time? And I, I don't know what venue you guys were at, uh, but y'all were doing the, uh, oh my goodness, the name just escaped me, the huddle song, uh, when we're going to huddle. Uh, come on, help me out Oh, here. over the moon. Over the moon, and, and, and when Anthony went for the high kick and lost his oh. footing, have you ever experienced a funnier moment on stage? No, my, no, no. Um uh, had a, had a, a, another similar funny moment like that when Dwayne Guerin at uh, Branson, Missouri, at uh, Silver Dollar City, ch- chased me on stage in the middle of a song with a, a, a hover around oh, wow. scooter. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. That was one that for was the a ages. Fun yeah, that, yeah, that was one for the books. Um, uh, no, man, I tell you, poor Anthony, and y'all can find that video on YouTube. Just go subscribe to Trivia Quartet's YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you can find the video. Uh, oh, it, for those who aren't familiar with it, you know, part part of the thing, you know, the, there's a breakdown at the, or there's a breakdown at the end of the song. And now I'm walking and I'm Yeah, I have no time. You know, it's kind of a kind of a swing to it so anthony always kind of kicks his high kicks his leg there and uh, apparently the concrete we were standing we were on a we were outdoor outdoor venue 
uh, at an amphitheater, so it was a concrete floor, and Anthony's new dress shoes were too slick on the on the bottom. <laughs> he kicked that leg up. He kicked that leg up, and everything went from underneath him. He fell all the way to the ground, and we and he, laughed. And he finished the song from his back. And I know he, he was in pain. Song. I know well, he was I in thought, pain. I thought to myself, I'm going to help him. No, I'm not going to help him. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And, Let's and, just see where this leads. And that's one beautiful thing about tribute and my time around you guys is y'all genuinely enjoy being on the road together and being on stage together. Your partnership, you're a team and that shows, I mean, even, you know, on the stage, it's nothing is forced. And, and, and that's a, that's a blessing. Here's, here's the one thing that a lot of people forget and they don't realize. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are at, at hiding things. If, if there's discord people know it oh yeah definitely uh, yeah people know it you can feel it that's right um uh, and and we love what we do and we enjoy singing together that's fantastic and i'm glad that the people can see that you know fantastic i got just a couple more quick things and we'll we'll hitch the ponies yeah, but yeah. talked about the funniest uh favorite memories from your from the road uh any certain concert uh any certain venue uh any times when maybe when there was a huge outpouring of the spirit that just comes to mind just a favorite memory from the road um uh well, favorite memory i would say uh well one of my favorite memories uh from tribute was uh, or with tribute was going to africa uh tanzania africa we 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 work with a uh a ministry out of there called kids for the number four uh-huh. kids for school um kids for school.com and uh they help it's, it is what it, that that is they, they just they help kids have supplies and outfits and food for school because over there it's slim to nothing right and uh so we went over there for uh, about nine days and uh helped deliver food and supplies to school as well to, to some homes and uh, that was singing at Kidalera Church in Dodoma, uh, Dodoma, Tanzania. Was pretty. That was pretty cool. That's that awesome. was a pretty cool thing. Um, ooh, as far as where the spirit hits, there was one time we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, there was a baby there that was born deaf that received its hearing that night oh, while we word. were there. That was that was pretty memorable. Oh, that is uh, amazing. Filled that place. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a pretty strong memory there. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, and and I, I'm so thankful again. And I see I see tribute, and I've seen other groups. I'm thankful for that heart of missions to go overseas as well. This last yeah. little ditty, Josh, is kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. This is selfish. Um, you are talking <laughs> to someone who loves to sing. Don't, does uh-huh. not, you know, don't think I do it very well, but, um, I have struggled all my adult life with, uh, with sickness. I mean, I have like chronic allergies, stuff like that. Now you mm-hmm. guys are on the road, uh, under mm-hmm. normal conditions, not COVID conditions, but under normal mm-hmm. conditions, you guys are on the road for what, between 150, 200 dates a year, depending on the year. Um, yeah, you've like got to be well, you've got to be able to sing. So do you have any secret little or special little practices or little wellness things you do, or if you feel yourself coming down, uh, just, just, you got any 
any tricks of the trade? Okay. This is a great topic. I love to talk about. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> a, drink lots of water. Just drink it. Get rid of the sugar. Okay. Get rid of the caffeine if you can get rid of it. Uh -oh, or busted. very little caffeine. <laughs> caffeine dries you out. Find out, if, especially if you have a lot of allergies. I do. Find out if you have any gluten issues or what foods that you are allergic to and quit eating them as much as possible. Okay. Because they affect, as you know, the vocal cords. Right. Here's the deal. Vocal cords are uh, the smallest muscles in the body. Mm -hmm. And if if your body is al allergic to anything, your body reacts. How does your body react? Through inflammation. Mm -hmm. So find out what causes the inflammation and try to quit eating it. A lot of our pro lot of, lot of problems can be solved dietarily. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and there's a lot of things you can research on Google as to you know what what is anti-inflammatory to eat and ingest, what isn't. Um, there are tests, uh, my wife has actually taken it and I can't think of the name of it at the moment. Um, you test that you can send your DNA samples in for that will tell you what is good for you to eat and what is not good for you to eat. Interesting. Um, you can, you can find that out. Uh, it, if, if anyone is looking to sing, looking to be a vocalist, you do have to be well. <laughs> right. Um, so, so. Uh, hydration is massive. Hydration is massive. Big, 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 big. Like sinuses, you know, well, my sinuses drain a lot. So I, I try to take, I take some stuff to try to, to dry it up. No, you don't want to dry it up. You want it to drain. You got to get that stuff out of your body. So you want it. You don't want it dry. If, if, if it dries up, you look, you're looking for a, a, a sinus infection waiting to happen, which mm -hmm. will affect how you sink. Right. Um, uh, uh, there, there is things like, you know, if you come down with something, uh, you know, we were in California back in January and, um, I caught something and I don't, I never took a test. I don't have any confirmation. I think I have my thoughts of what I think it was. Uh -huh, right. And, um, I ended up having to, I completely lost my voice. It was gone. Oh, so. Man. Well, what do you do in that situation? Well, you do what you can. Um, you know, I ended up, you know, thankfully the ear doesn't necessarily pick up for the, for the, someone who is not a musician, right. uh, doesn't pick up everything in the world. So, you know, through two, two or three parts, you know, if one part's missing, it's not really that noticeable, especially with background music. So I ended up, you know, lip syncing a lot and just cut out a lot of the solos, had Gary take a solo here and solo there. Um, so there's ways of getting around it. Um, but, but the water, the water, 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 gotcha. water, 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 hydration, hydration, hydration. Now one trick to help, um, I will say this one trick to help if you got terrible congestion, mm -hmm. which you, you gotta have to be careful because sometimes inflammation can be confused with congestion. Uh -huh. And then sometimes you have both congestion. If you're having trouble with congestion, like in your throat, one of the things you can do is take a cup of hot water. I put it's two tablespoons of each two, 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 
two tablespoons of honey, two tablespoons of uh, lemon juice, and two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Now, you don't do like my wife did one time and guzzle the whole thing. It's not, it's not a tonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tonic. I bet those eyes it, bugged out. It's a, it, yeah, they did. It's a <laughs> sipper. You sip on it because it has to keep, you know, uh, keep everything clear. And we'll take that into the studio and, yeah. and if we're congested or whatever. But a lot of it has to do with what you eat and what you drink. And, uh, you know, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. you know, nasal flushes are great. Um, you know, <clears throat> clearing your throat like that <clears throat> is one of the worst things. You That's can bad. Do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the yeah, worst things. Right. You can do. Right. So there's just so many things. Yeah. This is some little things you can do. I tell you what, I keep hitting on these things that you have a little bit of passion about. That was interesting. You almost (laughs) preached a sermon on that. And you actually, you were meddling with me when you started talking about cutting out the caffeine, see? So you you preached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big for a lot of people. (laughs) It's good stuff. Hey, well, listen, Josh, I I, I really do appreciate you. I hope you know that. I hope you know how much I appreciate your friendship. And I uh, appreciate you giving me your time today. I thought here at the end, if you if you want anything else you want to say, I mean, you, you hit the YouTube channel for tribute, but maybe you could share how to connect oh. with you guys oh. and then any more thoughts that you want to leave. If you want to leave a thought of encouragement during these uncertain times with our listeners, sure. I was just going to turn that over to you to, to share your product, do a pitch, however you want to do, and then share some thoughts. <laughs> All right, so you can find everything. You know, everybody says, y'all on the Facebook, y'all on the Internet. If you're not on the Internet in 2020, you're doing something completely (laughs) wrong. You can't run business and not be on the Internet. So, yes, we're on the Internet. You can Google Tribute Quartet and find everything there is to find. However, if you don't want to read and go through that process – which a lot of people apparently don't want to do. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Uh, you can find all of our music on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, um, uh, Pandora, uh, uh, Spotify, all of those everywhere that you can. People ask us, so you on all that? If everywhere there is music available you can find our music um and now we do have a new thing uh, called a a community a tribute you can join tribute quartet's community by texting the word join to 615-398-4324 and you can join our community and you can actually text and chat with us um uh, uh, we, we're not going to send a bunch of junk texts to you. We're not going to run your phone. We're not going to blow up your phone. Um, but you know, we will send you some stuff that's going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of exclusive stuff that goes on through that, um, uh, that doesn't go on anywhere else, um, on any other social uh, media platform. Um, uh, there's another thing you can check out arise.com forward slash tribute quartet, A R I Z E arise.com forward slash tribute quartet there's a lot of different stuff there um but mainly everything you could find is at tributequartet.com i said all that to say this (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people i will say this a lot of people ask us all where are you gonna be y'all tell us tell me let me know when you're in my area look here's here's a word of advice 
we will never know when we're in your area. I will never remember to call you, text you, email you. I, that isn't, I won't remember to do it. I don't remember what I had for breakfast today. I, I, it, none, nobody will, will hunt you down on Facebook to remind you. That being said, that's what our email list is for. It automatically lets the people know in certain er- in, in each specific area when we're within 200 miles from you. Excellent. So sign up for our email newsletter. Perfect. That's free. We're not going to send you a bunch of junk. <laughs> um, but if I had any words of encouragement, let me say this, if I had any uh, words of encouragement, especially during this time, is fear is not of God. Amen. Fear is not of God. If a if a if if a protester practicing his his uh, 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 right to protest is screaming at you in a megaphone, fear is not of God. Fear is not of God. There's going to come a time, and it's already happening, that people are barging into churches and making a scene during church. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Right. Fear is not of God. Amen. So if you are a child of God, stop entertaining fear. It is not of God. Amen. Either we trust our Father or we don't. And that's a big pill for even me to swallow. While I'm saying this, either we trust God. I, I, I had a saying hit me years ago uh, that I've shared many times on social media. And I think it's time to share it again. Worry is essentially slapping God in the face. Not concern, mm. worry. Worry is essentially slapping God in the face because we're essentially telling him, we don't trust you with our life. Mercy. And what's going on in it. That's, that hit home for me. Yes. And worry and fear is not either we trust God or we don't. Either we believe what we say or we don't. If it comes down, God, I pray that the church is out of here before then. If it comes down to it, because I'm afraid in some area there may come a time where a gun is held. It happened in Columbine. Right. A gun was held to a girl's head and said, you believe in God? Right. Yes, bam, gone. Mm-hmm. Fear is not of God. Amen. Fear is not of God. So if you if you ask me if I had a message, that's my message. Amen. <laughs> and it's a good word, brother. So uh, a timely word. And, and and like you, while you were saying that, and uh, I, that's I've got a— band on my wrist right now that uh, says fear not and it quotes Isaiah 41 10 and mm-hmm. you know but even so it's still in that human element that it is that's, that, it's hard it's, it's hard. hard so that hit me right Very between the hard. eyes yeah but uh, good yeah. word brother good word well, I sure thank you for your time. Uh, to our listeners, I'd like to say thank you for once again joining us. Uh, I would like to ask you that if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, that you might uh, follow that podcast or, or, or subscribe. That makes sure you do not miss an episode. Uh, if you don't mind, you could even rate 
the podcast and leave a review. That would help us a lot to, to get our message and get our podcast out there. And then share. Uh, we are on all those, most of those platforms too with SBM Ministries and SBM Studios. So if you wouldn't mind sharing us uh, with your friends, that would help us a great deal. But we, we certainly appreciate our listeners and we, we thank you so much. And Josh, again, I thank you so much for being my friend and I thank you for spending these moments with me today. Oh, Scott, thank you so much. It, uh, I, I love you, man, and I appreciate your friendship, and I'm and I'm glad you're doing this. And on the topic of sharing, mm-hmm. the, I always like to say this to people, it takes as much effort to click share as it does to click like. <laughs> That's right. Just click the share button. Share it. Helps a lot. Yes, and sir. Until next time, we thank you all again for listening to SBM Studios Podcast, and we'll see you around the bend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all.